Now, praise the Lord, everybody, and greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, today, we want to speak to your dear hearts about something that is very important to your assurance to making sure that you have become a part of the matrix of the body of Christ. And we thank and praise God again for finishing my first book and I'm working on the fourth book and we will will be putting into rotation the second book. If you look through my eyes, you can see him, which is a black message coming from the word of God. Today, we want to talk to your dear hearts about the time of preparation. The time of preparation. Preparation. I think the church world or the body of Christ and those that have been called apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers and preachers, we're going to have to go back and understand where we are in the world this day and time and where we are in the body of Christ. And God has revealed to us that we are in not only the sixth day, the sixth day, the day that God made man, and it has taken God another six days to make another man, which is Christ Jesus, the last Adam, the second Adam. And in that matrix, those that will be born again or those that will be the wheat and those that will be a part of the body of Christ have to, who have already crossed over, are going to have to get into a constant mode of preparation. Preparation. Everything that God had done from Adam to Seth to Enoch to Noah to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob God gave them all a, a continuum of preparation. Preparation. If you get to the preparation, then you're going to be moved into the position, into the calling, into that chosen place, into that chosen called thing that God has called and ordained you to be. You will move right into that. But you have to walk in a place of prevention, how to walk in the world and prevent yourself from doing a thing in your preparation. While you're in this preparation, what will you be doing? You will be adorning yourself with holiness because you are the bride of Christ. You'll be decking yourself with holiness. Now, the Lord wants us to see something here, Hasha, in the text here. And I wish I can read you all 
of the book of Exodus. But here we see a foreshadow, a type, a figure of what God is doing today in a form of preparation. Now it's amazing when a person thinks about the children of Israel being delivered by Moses through the hand of God out of the hand of their enemies, the Egyptians. Now, I want you to know something that the Shemitic race of people are black. The Hamitic race of people are black. God started a nation of people and called them Hebrews that were already a dark, a dark, burnt, black group of people. Read the nativity of the children of Israel after they fail and then God judged them. He speaks of how he knew them before they was even Hebrews, before he even called them. He said, your uh, father was an Amorite and your mama was a Hittite. A Hittite and an Amorite are the children of Cush, Canaan, Nimrod, Ham. Yeah. I wish that I can give you the whole book of Exodus because all of the lessons and the commandments that God commanded these people to do was the only means for their true and total deliverance from not only out of bondage, but going from bondage into wealth untold. This is the matrix of our preparation. In the matrix of our preparation, we go from being born again into a matrix of the wealth of God. The wealth of God. Now this is beyond paper currency. This is beyond silver, gold, precious stones. Now God wants to give you his eternal best. That's even in houses and land. God deals with houses, I mean land and water. He want to give you the land. You should be as a born again child of God. Seeking global ministry. How to take over globally. Because when you talk about the kingdom of God. This here is global. And it wasn't even an earth yet. Jesus Christ's ministry was global was a global calling, was a global thing before God had even created the earth. When Jesus, when God began to create from himself lesser powers with the power to oppose his powers, to show those powers that he is all powerful, he is coming forth and giving an example of the power of the kingdom of God. Not only does it have the power to tear down and destroy, but it has also has the power to create from nothing. The day of preparation. We'll see here that Moses in chapter number two, he kills an Egyptian and two men see him and they wondered why would you attack one of your own people? And then that's when he 
from the conviction of being a Hebrew. And now he has killed an Egyptian in front of some Egyptians. And so now the word has spread that Moses under the Pharaoh is a Hebrew and not an Egyptian. So he runs and he runs to a black man by the name of in Midian. Now watch this. The day of preparation. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew of his brother, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and he hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrew. Hebrews strove together. And he said unto them, unto him, that did the wrong, they said unto Moses, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? He said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me, that thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely these things is known. So everybody's going to know that I killed this Egyptian. And now when the Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses, but Moses fled from the face of the Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a Cushite well. Now the priest or the prince of Midian this, this Midianite, this black man, he was a priest. He was a prince, a priest, and he had seven daughters. And out of those seven daughters, he was given choice to pick a wife. And they came and drew water. You see how this fellowship came together, this marriage? It came together through water. The whole matrix of the body of Christ coming together had everything to do with water. The water brought this fellowship together. Watch this. And filled the throths to the water their father's flock. So there's a father and then there's a church. There's a flock. So Moses left Egypt with the pharaohs and went and started pastoring a small church. In Midian. And he became an assistant pastor. And the shepherds came and drove them away. And Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And when they came to Royal, their father, he said, How is it that ye are come so soon today? And they said, an Egyptian. Now, when they saw Moses, these women saw Moses, he had to be black because they called him an Egyptian. They said this Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds. 
and also drew water enough for us and water and water the flock. Now that's a true shepherd. That's a true shepherd. He drew water for them and then he got enough water for the flock. The house of God. So Moses is in a serious transition and God is literally turning him into a pastor and a prophet. This is Moses' day of preparation to prepare to be the deliverer, to deliver the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. In this process, you will see the unfoldingness of what God in, in the greatness of what God has called us to do. By no means anything that God has asked us to do is on a small level. What he's asked us to do is full of revelations. For what you're going to be for the future. Preparation. Watch this. And they said that an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew the water for us and for our flock. And he said unto his daughters, where is he? And what is it that he have left the men? Call him that he may eat bread. Moses was content to dwell with the man and he gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter. And she bore him a son, and he called his name Gershom. Wow. Gershom. And he gave, for he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. Gershom means stranger. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of their bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of their bondage. You see that? The Pharaoh died and when the sound of the relief of the burden and the pressure that the Pharaoh had on them, they sighed a sigh of relief and God heard it. The sigh was the time. The sigh that they <sighs> made it the time. Once they sighed by reason of their bondage and they cried unto God, God heard their groanings and God remembered the covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, Jacob is Israel, and God had respect unto them. They're in a serious mode a preparation 
in making provisions to be delivered out of the world or Egypt to spend eternity with God. As a lineage and as a nation of people, God is about to build this group of people. Now, at first we had to get from Adam because we're getting to the image of God. God is moving mankind to the image of God, to the Son of God, to the body of Christ, the birth of the church. Now we are in preparation. We're in the sixth day. We're in the sixth day. And God made man on the sixth day. Watch this. Now, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midians. The Midians are black. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came into the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. The Lord appeared unto us out of the midst of the fire, out of the midst of a bush. Out of the midst of a bush. God is going to speak to you out of the midst of your bush. Burning with fire, but not consumed. That's the church. That's the body of Christ. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. Out of the midst of the church. Out of the midst of the burning bush. Out of the midst of the body of Christ. Out of the midst of the burning bush. Out of the midst of the Holy Ghost. Out of the spirit. The spirit by which God does things through. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. You burning with the Holy Ghost and fire. You yourself will not be consumed. But you are going to be consumed by the fire of the word. By the Holy Ghost and the fire of the word. Watch this. And Moses said, and I will now turn aside and see this great sight. The body of Christ is a great sight that's unseen. Look at this great sight. Somebody need, some of y'all need to turn and take another look at the body of Christ. That great Sight. Why the bush is not burnt. He says you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. A bush. Not consumed. And behold the bush burned with fire. And the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, and I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him. 
Once God gives you a revelation of your burning bush, he's going to call you. Once you go to see whatever your bush that's burning, that's not consumed, then he's going to call you. I got my shot. Then he's going to call you. And he called unto Moses out of the midst of sea. God's going to call you out of the midst of the burning fire, out of the bush that burn, but it's not consumed. The bush that burn. He's going to call you out of the bush that burn with fire and not consumed. And the Lord called out of the bush that burned with fire and not that was not consumed. And he said, Moses, Moses. He said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh thither. Put off thy shoes for where thou standest. The place for where thou standest is holy ground. Where the Lord speaks to you at. Out of that burning bush. That's not consumed. Wherever you receive that audible. Fire of God that saved you at. That was your burning bush. That was not consumed. And God spoke out of the burning bush. That was not consumed with fire. And that place became. A holy place. He told Moses right where the burning bush was. He said, take off your shoes, man. For the ground that you stand on is holy. This whole place has got sanctified. Wherever God meets you at, that whole place is sanctified. And all of this is in lieu of the promise that God made to his fathers. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father." The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. And Moses hid his face. For he was afraid to look upon God. In your transformation, in your that transformation place. That state where God going to meet you and call you. It's a place where God is going to meet you. In a spiritual presence like a burning fire. And in that place... It's going to be so glorious and so glorified. You're not going to see. It's going to be like as if you hid your eyes from God. You're not going to see from the glory that was manifested upon you in that place. You're not going to see God. As if you hid. And he was afraid to look upon God. Moses hid his face. From the Shekinah glory and the power of God that was manifesting itself. He could not see God. John said, I turned to see who was talking to me. And I fell as one is dead. 
Daniel says the angel began to talk to me. He said, I was so sick to the stomach, I fainted. And he lifted, he touched me. He touched me and lifted me back up on my feet and said, fear not. In the place of your transformation that the glory of God is falling and that will be in your presence for your transformation, that glory is going to be so powerful that you cannot look upon God. In the movement to the day of your preparation. To prepare also in a continuum to move in a, in a place from, from this transformation place in a place where you walk in prevention. You walk in prevention. You, you study the scriptures in a, in a way to prevent you from going back to doing what you used to do. Therefore, you will be in that day of preparation. Now you're prepared because you dealt with your provision. He says, don't make provisions for the flesh. In this day of provision, in this day of preparation, you are adorning yourself with holiness. That's where these people are going right here. That's where they're about to go. Because they've been in Egypt, in the world, for 40 years. They're working in an economy and in a system that has made them like the people that they serve in servitude. But God has heard their cry and they're in a mode of deliverance that will last for eternity. This movement here is going to last through eternity. God was going from Adam, moving us to the image, getting us up to Moses. In, in this preparation of them leaving Egypt, there was a multitude of things that they had to do. First, Moses had to get sanctified. He had to get born again before he could do what God was calling him to do. So God had to make it uh, irritable and agitating for Moses to literally get him to leave after 40 years of living with the pharaohs in Egypt. To the point he couldn't stand to see the Egyptians reign as taskmasters over the Hebrews, his own people. The Lord said unto him, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, which is Africa, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down. Watch, watch the matrix. 
the presence of God came down on Moses. He said, I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large. You, you ain't nowhere near your full potential and full blessings. God says, I'm going to bring them into a land, a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Do you see this? And bring them up out of the land of unto out of the land, unto a good land, and a large. Unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto a place. Watch this. So God is going to give Jacob Canaan. He's going to give his promised man the promised land. He's, he's going to give his promised man the promised man. Canaan is the promised land. Canaan is the promised man. Canaan is the promised man to get to Israel what God wants to get to them to see what is in their heart. He's going to use the Hamitic race of people to see what's in the Shemitic race of people's heart. To draw them to a place of envy, to a place of closeness with God. Unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites, and the Pharisites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. These are all the children of Canaanite, Canaan, which is the children of Cush, which is the children of Ham, which are all black children. God says, I'm going to give you Abraham, I'm going to give you a land, a good land, and a large. Unto a land, flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanite. I'm going to give you Canaan. Canaan is a black man. I'm going to give you the promised man. I'm going to give you the promised land to help you to prepare, to prepare for the sun. I'm going to give you Canaan to help prepare for the second coming of Christ. The day of preparation. He says, now therefore, Exodus 3 and 10, he says, now therefore in nine, behold, the cry of the children of Israel, Jacob, is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the world, or Japheth, oppressed them. And here it was the Egyptians. 
Come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. He's talking to Moses and I will send thee unto the Pharaoh. That thou mayest bring forth my children out of the land of Israel. Out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto the Lord. Who am I? That I should go unto the Pharaoh. And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said certainly. I will be with thee. Now watch this. He said I'm going to be with you. In the token. As a sign that I was with you. Is going to be. When you get to the other side. Of the Red Sea. At the mountain of God. That's going to be the token. Once you see you've got on the other side. That's going to be a token sign. That I delivered you out of the land of Egypt. And he says certainty. Certainly. And I will be with thee. And this shall be a token. That I will be with thee. That I have sent thee. It's going to be the token. When thou hast brought forth the people out of the land of Egypt, and you shall serve God unto this mountain. He talking about way over there. Now I'm sure when they were seeing that, they, Moses was like, wait a minute, I'm way over here in that mountain, way over there. How are we going to get way over there? God says, that's going to be the token sign that I delivered you. Because there is no way in the world that you can get 600,000 and, and a million women and children to the mountain of God and across the Red Sea and free from a killer that had you enslaved for 430 years. The day of preparation. Now, praise the Lord, everybody, and greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, today, we want to speak to your dear hearts about something that is very important to your assurance to making sure that you have become a part of the matrix of the body of Christ. And we thank and praise God again for finishing my first book. And I'm working on the fourth book. And we will, will be putting into rotation the second book. If you look through my eyes, you can see him, which is a black message coming from the word of God. Today... We want to talk to your dear hearts about the time of preparation. The time of preparation. Preparation. I think the church world or the body of Christ and those that have been called apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers and preachers 
we're going to have to go back and understand where we are in the world this day and time and where we are in the body of Christ and God has revealed to us that we are in not only the sixth day the sixth day the day that God made man and it has taken God another six days to make another man which is Christ Jesus the last Adam the second Adam and in that matrix those that will be born again or those that will be the wheat and those that will be a part of the body of Christ have to who have already crossed over are going to have to get into a constant mode of preparation preparation everything that God had done from Adam to Seth to Enoch to Noah to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob God gave them all a, a continuum of preparation preparation if you get to the preparation, then you're going to be moved into the position, into the calling, into that chosen place, into that chosen call thing that God has called and ordained you to be. You will move right into that. But you have to walk in a place of prevention, how to walk in the world and prevent yourself from doing a thing in your preparation while you're in this preparation what will you be doing you will be adorning yourself with holiness because you are the bride of Christ you'll be decking yourself with holiness now the Lord wants us to see something here Hasha, in the text here and I wish I can read you all of the book of Exodus but here we see a foreshadow, a type, a figure of what God is doing today in a form of preparation. Now it's amazing when a person thinks about the children of Israel being delivered by Moses through the hand of God out of the hand of their enemies, the Egyptians. Now, I want you to know something that the Shemitic race of people are black. The Hamitic race of people are black. God started a nation of people and called them Hebrews that were already a dirt, a dark, burnt, black group of people. Read the nativity of the children of Israel after they fail and then God judged them. He speaks of how he knew them before they were even Hebrews, before he even called them. He said, your uh, father was an Amorite and your mama was a Hittite. A Hittite and an Amorite are the children of Cush, Canaan, Nimrod, Ham. Yeah. 
I wish that I can give you the whole book of Exodus because all of the lessons and the commandments that God commanded these people to do was the only means for their true and total deliverance from not only out of bondage, but going from bondage into wealth untold. This is the matrix of our preparation. In the matrix of our preparation, we go from being born again into a matrix of the wealth of God. The wealth of God. Now this is beyond paper currency. This is beyond silver, gold, precious stones. Now God wants to give you his eternal best. That's even in houses and land. God deals with houses, I mean land and water. He want to give you the land. You should be as a born again child of God seeking global ministry how to take over globally. Because when you talk about the kingdom of God, this here is global and it wasn't even an earth yet. Jesus Christ's ministry was global, was a global calling, was a global thing before God had even created the earth. When Jesus, when God began to create from himself lesser powers with the power to oppose his powers, to show those powers that he is all powerful. He is coming forth and giving an example of the power of the kingdom of God. Not only does it have the power to tear down and destroy, but it has also has the power to create from nothing. The day of preparation. We'll see here that Moses in chapter number two, he kills an Egyptian and two men see him and they wondered why would you attack one of your own people? And then that's when he, from the conviction of being a Hebrew and now he has killed an Egyptian in front of some Egyptians. And so now the word has spread that Moses under the Pharaoh is a Hebrew and not an Egyptian. So he runs and he runs to a black man by the name of Midian. Now watch this. The day of preparation. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew of his brother one of his brethren and he looked this way and that way and when he saw that there was no man he slew the Egyptian and he hid him in the sand and when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrew. Hebrews strolled together. And he said unto them, unto him, that did the wrong. They said unto Moses, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? He said, 
Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me, that thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely these things is known. So everybody's going to know that I killed this Egyptian. And now when the Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses, but Moses fled from the face of the Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a Cushite well. Now the priest or the prince of Midian, this, this Midianite, this black man, he was a priest. He was a prince, a priest, and he had seven daughters. And out of those seven daughters, he was given choice to pick a wife. And they came and drew water. You see how this fellowship came together, this marriage? It came together through water. The whole matrix of the body of Christ coming together had everything to do with water. The water brought this fellowship together. Watch this. And filled the throths to the water, their father's flock. So there's a father, and then there's a church. There's a flock. So Moses left Egypt with the pharaohs and went and started pastoring a small church in Midian. And he became an assistant pastor. And the shepherds came and drove them away. And Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And when they came to Royal, their father, he said, How is it that ye are come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian. Now, when they saw Moses, these women saw Moses, he had to be black because they called him an Egyptian. They said this Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us and water and water the flock. Now that's a true shepherd. That's a true shepherd. He drew water for them and then he got enough water for the flock. The house of God. So Moses is in a serious transition and God is literally turning him into a pastor and a prophet. This is Moses' day of preparation to prepare to be the deliverer, to deliver the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. In this process, you will see the unfoldingness of what God and in, in the greatness of what God has called us to do. By no means anything that God has asked us to do is on a small level. What he's asked us to do is full of revelations. For what you're going to be for the future. Preparation. Watch this.
And they said that an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew the water for us and for our flock. And he said unto his daughters, Where is he? And what is it that he have left the men? Call him that he may eat bread. Moses was content to dwell with the man and he gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter. And she bore him a son, and he called his name Gershom. Wow. Gershom. And he gave, for he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. Gershom means stranger. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of their bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of their bondage. You see that? The Pharaoh died and when the sound of the relief of the burden and the pressure that the Pharaoh had on them, they sighed, a sigh of relief, and God heard it. The sigh was the time. The sigh that they <sighs> made it the time. Once they sighed by reason of their bondage and they cried unto God, God heard their groanings and God remembered the covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, Jacob is Israel, and God had respect unto them. They're in a serious mode a preparation in making provisions to be delivered out of the world or Egypt to spend eternity with God. As a lineage and as a nation of people, God is about to build this group of people. Now, at first we had to get from Adam because we're getting to the image of God. God is moving mankind to the image of God, to the Son of God, to the body of Christ, the birth of the church. Now we are in preparation. We're in the sixth day. We're in the sixth day. And God made man on the sixth day. Watch this. Now, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midians. The Midians are black. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came into the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. The Lord appeared unto us 
out of the midst of the fire, out of the midst of a bush, out of the midst of a bush. God is going to speak to you out of the midst of your bush, burning with fire, but not consumed. That's the church. That's the body of Christ. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire, out of the midst of the church, out of the midst of the burning bush, out of the midst of the body of Christ, out of the midst of the burning bush, out of the midst of the Holy Ghost, out of the spirit, the spirit by which God does things through. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. You burning with the Holy Ghost and fire. You yourself will not be consumed. But you are going to be consumed by the fire of the word. By the Holy Ghost and the fire of the word. Watch this. And Moses said, and I will now turn aside and see this great sight. The body of Christ is a great sight that's unseen. Look at this great sight. Somebody need some of y'all need to turn and take another look at the body of Christ. That great sight. Why the bush is not burnt. He says you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. A bush. Not consumed. And behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, and I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God called unto him. Once God gives you a revelation of your burning bush, he's going to call you. Once you go to see whatever your bush that's burning, that's not consumed, then he's going to call you. Then he's going to call you. And he called unto Moses out of the midst of, see, God's going to call you out of the midst of the burning fire, out of the bush that burned, but it's not consumed. The bush that burned, he's going to call you out of the bush that burned with fire and not consumed. And the Lord called out of the bush that burned with fire and not con- that was not consumed he said, Moses, Moses. He said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh thither. Put off thy shoes for where thou standest. The place for where thou standest is holy ground. Where the Lord speaks to you at, out of that burning bush that's not consumed, Wherever you receive that audible 
fire of God that saved you at. That was your burning bush. That was not consumed. And God spoke out of the burning bush that was not consumed with fire. And that place became a holy place. He told Moses right where the burning bush was. He said, take off your shoes, man. For the ground that you stand on is holy. This whole place has got sanctified. Wherever God meets you at, that whole place is sanctified. And all of this is in lieu of the promise that God made to his fathers. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. In your transformation, in your that transformation place, that state where God going to meet you and call you. It's a place where God is going to meet you in a spiritual presence like a burning fire. And in that place, it's going to be so glorious and so glorified, you're not going to see. It's going to be like as if you hid your eyes from God. You're not going to see from the glory that was manifested upon you in that place. You're not going to see God as if you hid. And he was afraid to look upon God. Moses hid his face from the Shekinah glory and the power of God that was manifesting itself. He could not see God. John said, I turned to see who was talking to me, and I fell as one is dead. Daniel says, as the angel began to talk to me, he said, I was so sick to the stomach, I fainted. And he lifted, he touched me. He touched me and lifted me back up on my feet and said, fear not. In the place of your transformation that the glory of God is falling and that will be in your presence for your transformation. That glory is going to be so powerful that you cannot look upon God. In the movement to the day of your preparation. To prepare also in a continuum to move in a, in a place from, from this transformation place in a place where you walk in prevention. You walk in prevention. You, you study the scriptures in a, in a way to prevent you from going back to doing what you used to do. Therefore, you will be in that day of preparation. Now you're prepared. Because you dealt with your provision. He says, don't make provisions for the flesh. 
in this day of provision, in this day of preparation, you are adorning yourself with holiness. That's where these people are going right here. That's where they're about to go. Because they've been in Egypt, in the world, for 40 years. They're working in an economy and in a system that has made them like the people that they serve in servitude. But God has heard their cry and they're in a mode of deliverance that will last for eternity. This movement here is going to last through eternity. God was going from Adam, moving us to the image, getting us up to Moses. In, in this preparation of them leaving Egypt, there was a multitude of things that they had to do. First, Moses had to get sanctified. He had to get born again before he could do what God was calling him to do. So God had to make it uh, irritable and agitating for Moses to literally get him to leave after 40 years of living with the pharaohs in Egypt. To the point he couldn't stand to see the Egyptians reign as taskmasters over the Hebrews, his own people. The Lord said unto him, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, which is Africa, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And I am come down. Watch, watch the matrix. The presence of God came down on Moses. He said, I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large you, you ain't nowhere near your full potential and full blessings. God says, I'm going to bring them into a land, a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Do you see this? And bring them up out of the land of unto, out of the land, unto a good land, and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto a place watch this so God is going to give Jacob Canaan he's going to give his promised man the promised land he's He's going to give his promise man the promise man. 
Canaan is the promised land. Canaan is the promised man. Canaan is the promised man to get to Israel what God wants to get to them to see what is in their heart. He's going to use the Hamitic race of people to see what's in the Shemitic race of people's heart to draw them to a place of envy, to a place of closeness with God. Unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Pharisites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. These are all the children of Canaanite, Canaan, which is the children of Cush, which is the children of Ham, which are all black children. God says, I'm going to give you Abraham. I'm going to give you a land, a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto a place of the Canaanite. I'm going to give you Canaan. Canaan is a black man. I'm going to give you the promised man. I'm going to give you the promised land to help you to prepare, to prepare for the sun. I'm going to give you Canaan to help prepare for the second coming of Christ. The day of preparation. He says, now therefore, Exodus 3 and 10, he says, now therefore nine, behold, the cry of the children of Israel, Jacob, is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the world, or Japheth, oppressed them. And here was the Egyptians. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. He's talking to Moses, and I will send thee unto the Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my children out of the land of Israel, out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto the Lord, Who am I that I should go unto the Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly, I will be with thee now watch this. He said, I'm going to be with you in the token as a sign that I was with you is going to be when you get to the other side of the Red Sea at the mountain of God. That's going to be the token. Once you see you got on the other side, that's going to be a token sign that I delivered you out of the land of Egypt. And he says, certainty, certainly, and I will be with thee, and this shall be a token that I will be with thee, that I have sent thee. 
It's going to be the token. When thou hast brought forth the people out of the land of Egypt, and you shall serve God unto this mountain. He talking about way over there. Now I'm sure when they were seeing that, they said, Moses like, wait a minute, I'm way over here in that mountain, way over there. How are we going to get way over there? God says, that's going to be the token sign that I delivered you. Because there is no way in the world that you can get 600,000 and, and a million women and children to the mountain of God and across the Red Sea and free from a killer that had you enslaved for 430 years. The day of preparation. Praise the Lord, everybody, and greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, today, we want to speak to your dear hearts about something that is very important to your assurance to making sure that you have become a part of the matrix of the body of Christ. And we thank and praise God again for finishing my first book. And I'm working on the fourth book. And we will, will be putting into rotation the second book. If you look through my eyes, you can see him, which is a black message coming from the word of God. Today... We want to talk to your dear hearts about the time of preparation. The time of preparation. Preparation. I think the church world or the body of Christ and those that have been called apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers and preachers, we're going to have to go back and understand where we are in the world this day and time and where we are in the body of Christ and God has revealed to us that we are in not only the sixth day the sixth day the day that God made man and it has taken God another six days to make another man which is Christ Jesus the last Adam the second Adam and in that matrix those that will be born again or those that will be the wheat and those that will be a part of the body of Christ have to who have already crossed over are going to have to get into a constant mode of preparation preparation everything that God had done 
from Adam to Seth to Enoch to Noah to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob God gave them all a, a continuum of preparation preparation if you get to the preparation then you're going to be moved into the position into the calling into that chosen place into that chosen called thing that God has called and ordained you to be you will move right into that but you have to walk in a place of prevention how to walk in the world and prevent yourself from doing a thing in your preparation while you're in this preparation what will you be doing you will be adorning yourself with holiness because you are the bride of Christ you'll be decking yourself with holiness now the lord wants us to see something here hasha in the text here and i wish i can read you all of the book of exodus but here we see a foreshadow a type a figure of what god is doing today in a form of preparation now it's amazing when a person thinks about the children of israel being delivered by moses through the hand of god out of the hand of their enemies the egyptians now i want you to know something that the shemitic race of people are black the hemitic race of people are black god started a nation of people and called them hebrews that were already a dirt a dark burnt black group of people read the nativity of the children of israel after they fell and then god judged them he speaks of how he knew them before they were even hebrews before he even called them he said your uh, father was an amorite and your mama was a hittite a hittite and an amorite are the children of cush canaan nimrod ham Yeah. I wish that I can give you the whole book of Exodus because all of the lessons and the commandments that God commanded these people to do was the only means for their true and total deliverance from not only out of bondage but going from bondage into wealth untold. This is the matrix of our preparation. In the matrix of our preparation, we go from being born again into a matrix of the wealth of God. The wealth of God. Now this is beyond paper currency. This is beyond silver, gold, precious stones. Now God wants to give you his eternal best that's even in houses and land god deals with houses i mean land and water 
He want to give you the land. You should be as a born again child of God. Seeking global ministry. How to take over globally. Because when you talk about the kingdom of God. This here is global. And it wasn't even the earth yet. Jesus Christ's ministry was global, was a global calling, was a global thing before God had even created the earth. When Jesus, when God began to create from himself lesser powers with the power to oppose his powers, to show those powers that he is all powerful. He is coming forth and giving an example of the power of the kingdom of God. Not only does it have the power to tear down and destroy, but it has also has the power to create from nothing. The day of preparation. We'll see here that Moses in chapter number two, he kills an Egyptian. And two men see him and they wondered why would you attack one of your own people? And then that's when he, from the conviction of being a Hebrew, and now he has killed an Egyptian in front of some Egyptians. And so now the word has spread that Moses, under the Pharaoh, is a Hebrew and not an Egyptian. So he runs. And he runs to a black man by the name of Midian. Now watch this. The day of preparation. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew of his brother, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and he hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrew. Hebrews strolled together. And he said unto them, unto him that did the wrong. They said unto Moses, wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? He said, who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me, that thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely these things is known. So everybody's going to know that I killed this Egyptian. And now when the Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of the Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a Cushite well. Now the priest or the prince of Midian, this, this Midianite, this black man, he was a priest. He was a prince, a priest, and he had seven daughters. And out of those seven daughters, he was given choice to pick a wife and they came and drew water 
You see how this fellowship came together, this marriage, it came together through water. The whole matrix of the body of Christ coming together had everything to do with water. The water brought this fellowship together. Watch this. And fill the throths to the water, their father's flock. So there's a father, and then there's a church. There's a flock. So Moses left Egypt with the pharaohs and went and started pastoring a small church in Midian. And he became the assistant pastor. And the shepherds came and drove them away. And Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And when they came to Royal, their father, he said, How is it that ye are come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian. Now, when they saw Moses, these women saw Moses, he had to be black because they called him an Egyptian. They said this Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us and water and water the flock. Now that's a true shepherd. That's a true shepherd. He drew water for them and then he got enough water for the flock. The house of God. So Moses is in a serious transition and God is literally turning him into a pastor and a prophet. This is Moses' day of preparation to prepare to be the deliverer to deliver the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. In this process, you will see the unfoldingness of what God in, in the greatness of what God has called us to do by no means anything that God has asked us to do is on a small level what he's asked us to do is full of revelations for what you're going to be for the future preparation watch this And they said that an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew the water for us and for our flock. And he said unto his daughters, where is he? And what is it that he have left the men? Call him that he may eat bread. Moses was content to dwell with the man and he gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter. And she bore him a son, and he called his name Gershom. Wow. Gershom. And he gave, for he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. Gershom means stranger. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed 
by reason of their bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of their bondage. You see that? The Pharaoh died and when the sound of the relief of the burden and the pressure that the Pharaoh had on them, they sighed, a sigh of relief, and God heard it. The sigh was the time. The sigh that they <sighs> made it the time. Once they sighed by reason of their bondage and they cried unto God, God heard their groanings and God remembered the covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, Jacob is Israel, and God had respect unto them. They're in a serious mode a preparation in making provisions to be delivered out of the world or Egypt to spend eternity with God. As a lineage and as a nation of people, God is about to build this group of people. Now, at first we had to get from Adam because we're getting to the image of God. God is moving mankind to the image of God, to the Son of God, to the body of Christ, the birth of the church. Now we are in preparation. We're in the sixth day. We're in the sixth day. And God made man on the sixth day. Watch this. Now, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midians. The Midians are black. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came into the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. The Lord appeared unto us out of the midst of the fire, out of the midst of a bush, out of the midst of a bush. God is going to speak to you out of the midst of your bush, burning with fire, but not consumed. That's the church. That's the body of Christ. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the church, out of the midst of the burning bush, out of the midst of the body of Christ, out of the midst of the burning bush, out of the midst of the Holy Ghost, out of the spirit, the spirit by which God does things through. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire. And the bush was not consumed. You burning with the Holy Ghost and fire. You yourself will not be consumed. But you are going to be consumed by the fire of the word. 
by the Holy Ghost and the fire of the word. Watch this. And Moses said, and I will now turn aside and see this great sight. The body of Christ is a great sight that's unseen. Look at this great sight. Somebody need some of y'all need to turn and take another look at the body of Christ. That great sight. Why the bush is not burnt. He says, you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, a bush, not consumed. And behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, and I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God called unto him. Once God gives you a revelation of your burning bush, he's going to call you. Once you go to see whatever your bush that's burning, that's not consumed, then he's going to call you. Then he's going to call you. And he called unto Moses out of the midst of, see, God's going to call you out of the midst of the burning fire, out of the bush that burned, but it's not consumed. The bush that burned, he's going to call you out of the bush that burned with fire and not consumed. And the Lord called out of the bush that burned with fire and not con- that was not consumed. He said, Moses, Moses. He said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh thither. Put off thy shoes for where thou standest. The place for where thou standest is holy ground. Where the Lord speaks to you at, out of that burning bush that's not consumed, Wherever you receive that audible fire of God that saved you at, that was your burning bush that was not consumed. And God spoke out of the burning bush that was not consumed with fire. And that place became a holy place. He told Moses right where the burning bush was, he said, take off your shoes, man. For the ground that you stand on is holy. This whole place has got sanctified. Wherever God meets you at, that whole place is sanctified. And all of this is in lieu of the promise that God made to his fathers. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. And Moses hid his face. For he was afraid to look upon God. 
in your transformation, in your that transformation place, that state where God going to meet you and call you. It's a place where God is going to meet you in a spiritual presence like a burning fire. And in that place, it's going to be so glorious and so glorified, you're not going to see. It's going to be like as if you hid your eyes from God. You're not going to see from the glory that was manifested upon you in that place. You're not going to see God as if you hid. And he was afraid to look upon God. Moses hid his face from the Shekinah glory and the power of God that was manifesting itself. He could not see God. John said, I turned to see who was talking to me and I fell as one is dead. Daniel says, the angel began to talk to me. He said, I was so sick to the stomach, I fainted. And he lifted, he touched me. He touched me and lifted me back up on my feet and said, fear not. In the place of your transformation that the glory of God is falling and that will be in your presence for your transformation, that glory is going to be so powerful that you cannot look upon God. In the movement to the day of your preparation. To prepare also in a continuum to move in a, in a place from, from this transformation place in a place where you walk in prevention. You walk in prevention. You, you study the scriptures in a, in a way to prevent you from going back to doing what you used to do. Therefore, you will be in that day of preparation. Now you're prepared because you dealt with your provision. He says, don't make provisions for the flesh. In this day of provision, in this day of preparation, you are adorning yourself with holiness. That's where these people are going right here. That's where they're about to go. Because they've been in Egypt, in the world, for 40 years. They're working in an economy and in a system that has made them like the people that they serve in servitude. But God has heard their cry and they're in a mode of deliverance that will last for eternity. This movement here is going to last through eternity. God was going from Adam, moving us to the image, 
getting us up to Moses. In, in this preparation of them leaving Egypt, there was a multitude of things that they had to do. First, Moses had to get sanctified. He had to get born again before he could do what God was calling him to do. So God had to make it uh, irritable and agitating for Moses to literally get him to leave after 40 years of living with the pharaohs in Egypt. To the point he couldn't stand to see the Egyptians reign as taskmasters over the Hebrews, his own people. The Lord said unto him, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, which is Africa, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down. Watch, watch the matrix. The presence of God came down on Moses. He said, I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large. You, you ain't nowhere near your full potential and full blessings. God says, I'm going to bring them into a land, a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Do you see this? And bring them up out of the land of unto, out of the land, unto a good land, and a large Unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Unto a place. Watch this. So God is going to give Jacob Canaan. He's going to give his promised man the promised land. He's, he's going to give his promised man the promised man. Canaan is the promised land. Canaan is the promised man. Canaan is the promised man to get to Israel what God wants to get to them to see what is in their heart. He's going to use the Hamitic race of people to see what's in the Shemitic race of people's heart to draw them to a place of envy, to a place of closeness with God. Unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Pharisites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. These are all the children of Canaanite, Canaan, which is the children of Cush, which is the children of Ham, which are all black children. God says, I'm going to give you Abraham. I'm going to give you a land, a good land and a large. 
unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto a place of the Canaanites. I'm going to give you Canaan. Canaan is a black man. I'm going to give you the promised man. I'm going to give you the promised land to help you to prepare, to prepare for the sun. I'm going to give you Canaan to help prepare for the second coming of Christ. The day of preparation. He says, now therefore, Exodus 3 and 10, he says, now therefore in 9, behold, the cry of the children of Israel, Jacob, is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the world, or Japheth, oppressed them. And here it was the Egyptians. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. He's talking to Moses, and I will send thee unto the Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my children out of the land of Israel, out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto the Lord, Who am I that I should go unto the Pharaoh? And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, certainly, I will be with thee. Now watch this. He said, I'm going to be with you in the token. As a sign that I was with you. Is going to be when you get to the other side of the Red Sea at the mountain of God. That's going to be the token. Once you see you got on the other side, that's going to be a token sign that I delivered you out of the land of Egypt. And he says, certainty, certainly, and I will be with thee. And this shall be a token that I will be with thee. That I have sent thee. It's going to be the token. When thou hast brought forth the people out of the land of Egypt, and you shall serve God Unto this mountain. He talking about way over there. Now I'm sure when they were seeing that. They, Moses like wait a minute. I'm way over here in that mountain way over there. How are we going to get way over there? God says that's going to be the token sign that I delivered you. Because there is no way in the world. That you can get 600,000 and, and a million women and children. To the mountain of God and across the Red Sea and free from a killer that had you enslaved for 430 years. The day of preparation. 